I was, I was on, I was scared for a second. I was like, is my boy MA like having a stroke? I was like, I think this is how it happens. Like they just repeat shit. Like they didn't just say it. I was like, I was ser- seriously sitting here holding my breath, waiting for you to say like lacrosse again, and then I was gonna be like. I was going to call Dr. Mrs. The Commission and be like, you need to run downstairs and check on your husband. Like, I'm honestly exactly. Afraid. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brandana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite. Guys, it's our 20th episode, and it's a big one. There it is. Uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe on iTunes. Uh, we got that flashy new MAB Sports logo. Uh, let a friend know. Give us five stars. Leave a comment. Tell a bro, a lady. Uh, yeah, we keep growing, and it's thanks to you guys, and thanks a lot. I am, of course, Brandana, and with me, as always, my pod partner, the talent, most awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, Brandana. Thank you. Glad to be here again for Pod 20. I'm loving it. Pod 20. You you brought this up uh, during our pre-bro is we've been at this motherfucker for like five months now. Just putting just, in reps. Putting that work in. It, putting those pod reps in, grinding it out week after week. Because now, now we have a fan base that we have uh, a duty to to actually give them hot pod every week. Hot pod. Get those pod holders ready. The expectations. It's just like... We're not going to buckle under that. We know you guys need it, and we're going to bring it. We're bringing the heat. Uh, how was your week, man? What's going on? What's the haps? Oh, the week has been the week has been good. Uh, James is dog James watch. Is, I was going to ask about ask about James. How he's uh, <clears throat> kind of become acclimated to the family. Yeah, he's getting in there. Uh, he's the girls are, are love him very much. Uh, one thing I probably left off on the parenting tip from last week is have a little uh, slush fund, a little doggy slush fund for in case stuff pops up. Okay. James has James has two torn ACLs, so oh, we got to get that fixed up. Shit, which is uh, was not cheap, not cheap. Even when your wife is a veterinarian, it is not cheap. Oh damn, brother, damn, that's uh, that's a surprise. But hopefully. He'll be on the mend, and he'll get back and uh, exactly bring the heat. Exactly, he's not going to get slowed like uh, Demarcus Cousins or anything like that, or or any of those other guys on on injured reserve. He's going to come back. He's going to play next day. Yeah, is that is that what uh, did Adrian Peterson have that? Adrian AP yeah. tore his ACL. Yeah, came back, came not. back, and then like I think he had his career high or damn close to it. Yeah, came so, back. Um, James has two, so both knees. So he's that's a little uncharted territory. Okay. And like, but he's got four legs, so it's yeah. not quite so the, the same. So the the percentage is still right. Like exactly, half of his yeah. legs, just like AP. <laughs> well, we'll watch an AP style speedy recovery. Uh, awesome, brother. Well, as you know, we have a jam packed episode. We're doing ripped from the headlines. We're going to be talking to sport athletes. We mm-hmm. uh, have a new segment, chicks and sports which is going to be a three-part series, which MA will head up. Then we're going to jump into the Neapolitan showdown. We're talking best action movie heroes. We're going to go from that to our MAB guests. Uh, We have a couple. I say, yeah, we have uh, two guys joining us from the Joie de Vivac podcast. Mike and Dave are going to be in studio. Uh, They'll, of course, judge the Neapolitan showdown. Uh, We'll do the guest segment with them. From that, we will do the Brandana Gambling Corner. We're talking NBA Futures. Right. And from that, we will do – we're handing over the reins of our 60-second tale from the frat, and we're going to let uh, our guest do a little 60-second tale from the Vivek. 
How's that sound? There brother? you go. I like it. That's smooth. That's smooth. smooth. Just so I don't know. Did you mention that their uh, their podcast is a Sacramento Kings focused podcast? Did we put that at the top of the show? Oh, uh, we didn't put it. I was going to jump in there with them with that. We don't want people, you know, getting all hyped up for that when we still have like a rip from the headlines to go through. That's but true. It is. That's it, true. Yes, <laughs> we, there's a lot of crossover with our fan bases, so I want to make sure that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah okay. don't, don't want them fast-forwarding to that hot Sacramento <laughs> Kings talk. But, yes, it is a Sacramento Kings-based podcast. Uh, those guys are a lot of fun. They're hilarious, and we are super stoked to have them in the studio. Um, all right, man, let's get into this, motherfucker. Take us to that jam. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front-page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure all right, brother, rip from the headlines. We're talking two sport athletes. Why are we doing that this week? We're talking about it this week because uh, Mr. Tim Tebow, uh, you guys, many of you remember him from his football my boy. days. It's my boy, Your Tebow. Your boy. You Tebowing out. Yeah, actually, Brandana, if you can't see it, he's <laughs> Tebowing, Tebowing doing this podcast as we speak right now. Um, He's actually made it, uh, so he was, just so you guys know, he was a professional football player, played for the Broncos, then bounced around the league, and then uh, uh, took some time off as a broadcaster, and has gone back to baseball, a sport that he was actually uh, pretty good at in high school, and now is working his way up through the minor league system and made the AA All-Star team. He hasn't played baseball in 12 years, so he's going out there grinding every day, and uh, so we thought we'd talk about famous two-sport athletes. Great. And this isn't a stunt, right? Most awesome. It's not like they're not putting him in there, maybe in the beginning to like sell some tickets and seats, but he's he's legit, like you said, like a double A all star. He's earning his stripes. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely, at first, I think maybe people were a little suspect on it and they thought, hey, this is a little, you know, publicity stunt to draw, you know, people to the minor league games, which are, we have a minor league team in, in town here, the South Bend Cubs. Um, it's a great time. It's good fun and cheap cheap seats and cheap beers. But yeah, you could definitely see it as like a, hey, this could be a publicity stop. So, uh, publicity stunt. So, but yeah, he's out there grinding it, riding the bus, staying in the hotels like everyone else. So. I'm trying to think of what kind of athletic thing that I haven't done in 12 years that I would just walk back to and maybe like all of a sudden like like dodgeball maybe I don't know, riding a scooter I, I don't know. That still kickball seems like would be high on the list too Kick, yeah, yeah, kickball yeah. would be on my list yeah absolutely well you know I'm, yeah. I'm here I'm here in Williamsburg it's pretty hip there's kickball leagues I've been in kickball oh leagues. is there oh yeah. look at you yeah. you just gotta look kick it to third and run to first it's not fucking rocket science <laughs> oh you don't you don't try and go yard every time. No, man, I used to try, and it's just like, it ain't, like with the wind, it, it ain't going out there, but you're just popping it up. Easiest ball in the world to catch. You know what, we just do a little kickball segment. Fuck Tim Tebow. Uh, who's... <laughs> All right, here we go. Transition. Uh, what are you bringing to us? Okay, I, I'm going to go, because mine's kind of um, pretty simple, and everyone's going to know sure. him, but I did want to talk a few things about this guy is Neon Dion. Talking a little, Dion Sanders, probably the most uh, famed and classic case of two-sport athletes. Uh the only player to play in both a Super Bowl and the World Series. And uh, the other fun fact, just I have to get this out first because talent will swoop in and he's got a lot of stuff. So I get out my little facts and then he takes it from there. So I impress as well. Um, 10-11-92, he suited up for both. The Atlanta Falcons played the Dolphins in Miami. Then he flew to Pittsburgh for the Braves NLCS game against the Pirates. 
That's right. I remember that. Yeah, that was quite the the story because Bo Jackson and and a couple other guys, Brian Jordan actually played on the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I think in and around the same time, ninety two with Dion, and he played baseball as well for two or three seasons. He was a safety, and then like I think like an outfield for outfielder for the Braves. Um, but yeah, it was famously like any of those football baseball players. They kind of overlapped, so they didn't quite pe- play all the games. But that that made a ton of headlines. I remember watching that as uh, you know he jet setted from game to game. Pretty amazing. Yeah, and I think you know I think Bo Jackson would kind of be the de facto king of this had he been able to like stay healthy longer for his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo Jackson is on my list. Um, Bo Jackson, for me, growing up, was my favorite athlete ever. You know, it was he was just uh, it was just an unbelievable just the folklore of Bo Jackson. There's a great thirty for thirty. I don't know if people got to saw, uh, see it. Uh, it's called You Don't Know Bo, and they go into everything. And he's one of those athletes that, I mean, everything that he touched, he was good at. And it's one of those rare kind of you know gift touched by God talents that's given to him that he could pick up. And now he today makes his own. Um, arrows for archery and I was like yeah. a world class like archer I mean he's just an unbelievable talent so I had Bo Jackson on my on my list do you think Bo Jackson could like just like touch this microphone and turn it into gold just like walk in here and just like take over for me and the podcast just kind of takes off from there exactly so- he touches the pod and all of a sudden magically we get like 300,000 listeners so you know what I mean just grows beyond beyond yeah. belief we should Bo try knows him. podcast we should yeah him and Sinbad oh, that's right Hinton Sinbad, yeah, well, it's a, it's a quick, it's a short list we're working on here. Yeah, Sinbad has yet to respond. Yeah, mm. exactly. <laughs> Maybe we can get him at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, so on that, so, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm pretty chalky on this. I had I had Jim Brown on there. A lot of people probably know Jim Brown um, was an, uh, a college and pro football Hall of Famer. He also made it in the lacrosse Hall of Fame at Syracuse. Oh, shit. Yeah, and... Um, he he lettered in basketball and hoops at Syracuse as well. So totally a uh, um, a, a three sport, four sport athlete. He was actually drafted uh, or given a minor league offer. He wasn't not drafted. I take that back. He was given a minor league offer by the Yankees. So it was back in the era where it's like you're just this incredible athlete. We want you to come and play for us too and see what you can do. Yes, yeah, good. I had a. I kind of dug into one of my favorite athletes. This might be, you know, pushing the envelope on two sport athletes. I don't think they necessarily have to be pro, but, uh, you know, and I think this is a lot of athletes, but specifically mm-hmm. Randy Moss could play some basketball in high school. He could hoop. Like, he could hoop he a could little hoop. bit. Uh, he had a kind of a funny story. So he did win in uh, West Virginia, kind of the uh, mm-hmm. the Gatorade Player of the Year honors in both uh, football and basketball. So got invited right. to go to the uh, 1994 like uh, All American Nike camp. Uh, his story is like he came in and it was around the same time uh, that Kevin Garnett was at the camp also. And then he like story was like Randy Moss was just going in like shot a jump shot. Kevin Garnett like you know leaves the stratosphere and just like throws his shit like right back in his face and swats it like out of the gym. And Randy Moss was like, "All right, I'm done with basketball. <laughs> That's the end of that legacy." He, like he just couldn't believe how high and quickly these guys could get up so he kind of stuck his focus to football right and his high school teammate was do you know uh oh white chocolate that's right that's right who will maybe oh i got one yes i think i think when i do get one they have to drink like it's your no get one rules yeah Yeah, okay so go ahead and drink people (laughs) exactly Uh, randy moss claims right now also like uh (laughs) he claims if he went to the nba that he would have averaged 20 points a game 
He also claimed a year ago when he was on Kevin Garnett's uh, Kevin Garnett's show, Area 51, that not only the 20 points a game, but if he was to go into the NBA today or like a year ago, that he would still average like 10 points and six rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that man's confidence. Right, little that's good. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Exactly. Yeah, that that's uh, a ton of confidence because he hasn't played basketball. Well, I don't know competitively since high school. Um, I don't remember if he got too many offers. Randy Moss famously uh, kind of bounced around, had an offer from Florida State, Notre Dame, ended up going to to Marshall, um, a lesser known Mac school. Um, I actually got to see because I went to Central Michigan. Um, I actually got to see Randy Moss play Central. Oh shit. Yeah, because they played in the same league back then. And it was just like, I mean, it was just a ridiculous difference in the capabilities of Randy Moss compared to everyone else on the field. And you could just see, like, I mean, and and, and these are D1 college football players. I mean, these yeah. are, you yeah. know, by all stretch of the imagination, really good college football players. And Randy Moss was just, like, infinitely better than them. Yeah. Um, I also have on here uh, Jim Brown. So Jim Brown was a professional in baseball, professional in football. He made the Pro and College Hall of Fame for football. He also was a gold medalist in 1912 for the pentathlon and the decathlete or the, the decathlon. Um, he also played for a traveling hoops team in the late 20s, in 1927 and 1928, that they just dug it out and. They named a town in Pennsylvania, Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. So he oh, is Jim an Thorpe. unbelievable. Two- yeah, Jim Thorpe. Oh, uh, okay. At the top of it, you said Jim Brown. So oh, did I'll, I say I'll Jim Brown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just say well, Jim. Well, go back. Yeah, just well, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna bring to me. I'm gonna slug. I was just like, I was, I was scared for a second. I was like, is my boy Ma like having a stroke? I was like, I think this is how it happens. <laughs> like they just repeat shit. Like they didn't just say it. I was like, I was seriously sitting here holding my breath, waiting for you to say like lacrosse again, and I was gonna be like. I was going to call Dr. Mrs. The Commission and be like, you need to run downstairs and check on your husband. Like, I'm honestly Exactly. Afraid. Okay. Take right, right. it again. So, again. so, anyways, uh, Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe. Did I say it, Did I say it right? This you time? said it Jim right, Thorpe? brother. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Pro in football, pro in baseball, collegiate uh, Hall of Fame for, uh, for football and professionally. Won a gold medal in 1912 in the pentathlon and the decathlete. Uh, it has a town named after him, Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Uh, also played in the late 20s for a traveling uh, basketball team, 1927-28. Uh, and also, in college, won a ballroom dancing competition. Jim Thorpe, all-time Jack athlete. of all trades. Nice. Here's a big question that comes up, and I know that we had it in kind of our um, our football thread on a little bit of a segue here. Um, could... LeBron James, not could he play in the NFL? He obviously could play in the NFL. Like, would, sure. he, be good? would he be the best? Would he be the best? Most awesome? LeBron James in the NFL. How good is he? Where do you put him? How do you maximize his talent? Like today, just plucking him out. Just today, you know, like, right like, now. He's just like, like comes like, out. He's like, you know what? Like, fuck being a Laker. Like, I want to be right. a Charger. Right. We're talking I said Jordan. that for uh, listener Tom Fleming. That's right. He ain't getting him on the Rams, <laughs> brother. He's going to be a Charger. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> So, no, I think he legitimately, I think he comes in. Obviously, the athleticism would, would translate. Um, 
I think that they would actually make him more of like a tight end, but they would probably not put him on the line. I think blocking would be a big struggle for him. Sure. But I think that they would, every red zone situation, they would just go and throw the ball up. He's bigger, stronger, faster than a lot of athletes out there. Does he make a Pro Bowl his first year? Probably not. Does he score five touchdowns? I wouldn't put it past him. I yeah. mean, just on pure athleticism. How's he like um, kind of ranked just specimen-wise with like Calvin Johnson? Oh, well, he's three inches taller <laughs> and probably 50 pounds heavier. Um, Calvin Johnson is – he was like 6'6", 6'5", 240, 230, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. LeBron, by all ca- accounts, is 6'8", 270 to 280, somewhere in there. I mean, LeBron is just a just a massive human being. Yeah. And the speed to size and strength ratio is probably all all pretty relative. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that agility would be there. And I would have to imagine, like, uh, just with that size, if he has just kind of that explosiveness off the line, that it would be really hard to defend. A little Julio yeah. Jones situation. Yeah, and, but I mean, it, but situationally, in every red zone or within, within, within the red zone or, or, or goal line situation, you just line him up and just go get it, right? You just yeah. isolate him on the edge and you just throw a, a go get it ball. Dude, and how. How solved is that hairline situation that he battles with? You got a fucking helmet on now. Ain't got to worry about hiding behind the headband. Like, don't worry about any of that shit. Just put that helmet on. We can't tell. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect, brother. Uh, dope. You ready to uh, do your homework since you lost that soccer bet, bro? I I do. I do. And I also have I have a transition, a female athlete that could have gone on here as well too. Ooh. Little little uh, female amuse bouche for for those Ooh. ladies out there talking about uh, Babe Deirdrickson. Uh, 10-time LPGA winner, as well as won two golds in 1932, the the LA Olympics, uh, in the hurdles and javelin, and also won a silver medal in the high jump. Let's get into some lady sports talk, my friend. Good dig, bro. Didn't even use that for, could have used that for the uh, chicks in sports segment, but chose not to. They put it in the uh, the riff from the headlines. Good work. Now, uh, we did our soccer bet. I had three of four of the final four for the World Cup. Most awesome at 204, we turned it to the listeners. Uh, one of our loyal listeners wrote in, and very uh, politely is not the right word. More of like a demand was like talk about chick sports. So we're, not her words probably, and this is probably turning her face red, but chick sports, take us to that jam. What do you got for us this week, Most Awesome? Well, I was hoping to have uh, a little bit more of a, a satisfying story. Uh, I'm going to talk about Serena Williams. Uh, unfortunately, she won, or she lost, excuse me, she lost this morning uh, in the Wimbledon finals to uh, Angelique uh, Kleber. Kleber. Um, do you have the exclusive scoop on this? I is, do. As, <laughs> as, as, as we're recording. This. <laughs> right, exactly. This People might not know. Awesome. Yeah, it happened, uh, you know, about... 11 a.m. this morning she lost in straight sets uh serena williams um but just looking at it it just serena williams is probably going to go down as is maybe 1a if not the the preeminent women's 
tennis player of all time. And we're watching her in this time over the span of two decades, from the two, early 2000s to late 2000, 2018, almost to almost 2020. She's been at the top of her game. Um, she who else had, is up there with her? Billie Jean King? Billie Jean King is not up. No, if, well, it depends on how you rank it. Mar- I think if you talk about Grand Slams, which is the four major uh, tennis events, you've got the Australian Open, the Wim- Wimbledon, uh, the French Open, and U.S. Open. Those are the four major Grand Slams. There's a whole bunch of other tournament victories. I, I would say probably Martina Navratilova uh, is probably up there from the, the late 70s through 90s. Uh, you know, Chrissy Everett is up there. You've got... Um, uh, there's one other person. In it. So there's two eras of tennis. There's open era tennis, and then there's kind of pre-open era tennis. Um, open era tennis started in 1965 or eight. I can't remember. Um, so she is number one in the open era Serena Williams open era um, Grand Slams with with 23. There's a woman um, Martha Coulter who has 24 total Grand Slams. So she's one behind. Guys, listeners, I know you're not going to believe me, and you got so lucky that Most Awesome lost this so he can really bring the heat. He wasn't reading those numbers off a sheet of paper. This man takes his (laughs) work seriously. Uh, It's a craft. It's a craft. It it is, brother. It is. Um, That's awesome, man. Uh, Go ahead and finish up with uh, what we're thinking. Yeah, and and, and just to the point, so she is 36 – 37 in a, in a young person sport. Um, tennis is generally, you know, the younger you are, the better you are, the harder it is as you get older. And she just in, in September of 2017 had her first baby. So she is less than a re- year removed having her baby, making it to the Wimbledon's finals. Um, you know, she didn't have her A game today. I don't know if it was just a bad day or she just wore down. But to go through all of that to then make it through the Wimbledon's finals – it's pretty amazing. And real quick, uh, I know we're up against it, as we always are, and we're going to guest coming to the studio really shortly, though. Real fast, uh, how did kind of her and Venus separate? Like, coming up in the pro leagues, were they, like, pretty neck and neck, or was it pretty clear that Serena was just the better athlete, better tennis player? No, actually, in, in fact, when her father, Richard Williams, was bringing up, Venus was the one that was the everyone was talking about because she, she was this next coming, this youth talent that came out there. And Serena really wasn't mentioned too much, and very quickly, like ninety nine was nineteen ninety nine was Serena's first major Grand Slam victory, and from there it's just been she's just but you know light years ahead of Venus. Venus is is excellent in her own right, but re- what really shepherded the Williams sisters in was Venus to start. Um, yeah, Tough. I hope that I'll answers take- your question. Great, but um, are you ready to argue about some fucking action movie stars and have people that you've never met before give us an arbitrary score to see who wins? I'm all about that life. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me and we just disagree. What once started out as ranking some fucking ice cream flavors has now turned into the Neapolitan Showdown. And we have our guest in studio from Joie de Vivec. We got Mike and Dave. And they get the honor. We'll jump into a little bit more about their podcast, but we're going to take it right out of the gate because it's high noon, brother. We're in the middle of the street. It is. And I got my fingers itching for my six-shooter. I'm taking you down. We're talking biggest 
action movie stars of all time. Just your favorites. You, uh, I, I'm loving it. You won last week, and you guys know how this works. You guys will kind of oh, score yeah. it down. It's yep. definitely yep. like it's it's gonna be a close one. It's it's on you guys right now. So uh, we're going to let Most Awesome take the ball out because yeah. he blocked me last week with Thanksgiving, which is the best holiday. We'll get into that later. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly, yes. And, and I'd like to say a, a warm welcome to our pod, our pod friends don't here. Don't suck up to him. No, don't. This is scoring bullshit. Like, it's just like you okay. don't have Okay, all right. To, well, look, all right. I just, you know, I, I want to be a good pod host, and I don't know how it works. So, okay. So I'm going to dive right in with a little action hero named... Beatrix Kiddo. I'm talking about the bride from Kill Bill 1 and 2. Well, no, I, I, here's I give bonus points to my action heroes if they not only are good in one action movie, but are good in multiple action movies. So I'm going to give a little bonus points for that. I also like. No, you don't uh, give yourself bonus points. That's not how it works. You're not giving bonus well, I, points I, for I, anything. I, you make the, your case. Decor, right. Make your I case. Give, I, <laughs> right. So I'm going, I'm going the bride as my number three. Okay, part of the Deadly Viper Assassination Squad. Five-point exploding heart technique, trained by Pai Mai. How can you get any better? Well, there's actually two people you get better than. But as my number third, I'm talking about The Bride. Okay. Where's your number three, Brandana? My number three, I'm coming in from a little action flick from 1985. Uh, your boy Brandana was three years old. I didn't go straight to the theater to see it. I saw it a little later in life. Let it like reminisce a little bit. Let it stew, and I think it even like a fine wine. It got better with age a little bit. I'm talking of Colonel John Matrix. We're talking about our boy Arnold, the Governor, in 1985's The Commando. Here's why I Ooh. love Commando. Is it the, is is it it the Commando or this just Commando? Commando? Relax. I'll okay, edit it right. out. Don't worry about it. Right. In 1985, <laughs> Commando. Look at that. It's already fixed itself. Perfect. Right. So what I like about this movie, it's got the classic. What are you fighting for? And you sure. know, his, his daughter gets kidnapped. He gets painted sure. into a corner. So he has the kind of like man versus the world thing. And then also has to save his daughter because he doesn't have much of a choice because they want to do this assassination plan. They kidnap him, put him on a plane. And it has like the classic countdown also to where like he has to go find his daughter and rescue everybody before they find out that he wasn't actually on that plane. So you, you get kind of the suspense from that. You get him kind of – there's a little bit of a video game style to it also where it's kind of like each level of guy he has to fight gets a little bit more and more difficult. That's why I almost wanted to go running man, but I like commando because I think the stakes are a little higher in commando and it gave us some running man does have some ridiculous, like fucked up lines, but I like the seriousness, which they're taking. I feel like commando like kind of paved the way for that. Cause it was just like, you remember he's on the plane and he's just like, I like you. I'll kill you last. And then like right. he's holding him over the cliff and he's like, I thought you said you were going to kill me last. I lied. And then like he drops right. him. Boom. Commando. Yeah. Number three. Yeah. Good moves. I mean, but I mean, you know, him kind of waging war on, on the guys that kidnapped his daughter is no match for the bride slashing through the Killer 88 squad in, in, in Kill Bill 1, right? I mean, it's just, it's not even a comparison. No, 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 right? no, not right, not right. He just, he was nice enough. The bride was more reactionary. Like, my boy Arnold got there in time to save the daughter. Right, and, and the, the bride, bride has a whole I'm thing sorry, with, I'm the, sorry with the bride didn't prevent this kidding. tragedy that happened that set the thing off. Like, my right. boy Arnold comes through. Let, let's judge but him. Let's, to get let's, let's yeah, go. Okay, all right, let's go to I, I, thought, I thought you said let's you were not, okay, Spider. I thought you said yeah. you were. Let's not argue in front of our pod guests. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. I don't like when we okay. shout at each other. Um, 88. 88. 88 for uh, all 88 crazy 88s that were murdered. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I'm going to give most awesome 88 points. Okay. Uh, I like it. Mike. That's you can, fair. You can, ju- you can ju- <laughs> judge yeah, Brandana. Yeah. I'm, I just can't even look at Brandana right now because he's wearing a Los Angeles Lakers thing, I fucked so up, I man. I, I really fucked up this. You looking for that two-peat? 
I should have wore this fucking shirt. I'll take it off. I don't know if that's going to help the situation. Yeah, this is... uh, How many points? The shirt's going to be hard to overcome. It's a Lakers shirt, guys. I'm just going to give him 85, because it's an 85 Lakers shirt. Yeah. Okay, Uh, fair. And Commando was at least 1985. That's true, That's Yeah, that's a very appropriate score. I'm three behind. That's not insurmountable. What do you got for your number two most awesome? I'm going to go number two. I'm going to go with Detective Lieutenant John McClane from all of our favorite Die Hard series. Fuck, that's my fucking number two. That's your number two? Oh, <sighs> yeah. Deuced yeah. up. All right, well, okay, well, like, I think it's still score. Like, uh, who gives the better case? You want to spit out your okay. facts? Because I, I got a deep pull. I got a real Wikipedia lookup for you right here about to come your way. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so I really just went on the sheer fact that uh, he's kind of forced into his heroism, right, at the Nagatami building, um, going to save his his wife there, and and uh, a very very ap- or a very appropriate uh, hero in Bruce Willis, and the fact that he is just has these great one liners. Yeah. He's 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 you know kind of your everyman. He's a almost alcoholic. Uh, love that about if you're looking, him. You love love that, yeah, exactly. Love I knew, you, I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> you like that about that. Totally, totally dig the um, drinking problem. Right. And here's the thing: there's five movies of the Die Hard uh, series, and I would say, out of all of them, the worst one was probably the last one, A Good Day, Good Day to Die Hard. Yeah. But the first four, all very watchable and all very rewatchable. So that's why I give my bump. I was with you in the beginning. You went off the rails a little bit. I'm talking about like okay. rewatching Die Hard three. No, that's a strong pass. But what I do like well, about Die Hard, uh, Die Hard three is with Die Hard with Avengers. Here we with go. Samuel this is what Jackson. That's a great start, one. Yeah, okay. Arguing right now. So okay. here, here's what I like. Okay. Like the fact that he is like an everyman. He kind of didn't have a shot for this because we knew him from. The only thing he really had was Moonlighting. And the original, right? The original cast of this movie goes back a little bit. So it's a it's a based on a series of books and the first book uh was made into a movie and was cast with frank sinatra and frank sinatra for this sequel had first dibs at it and he was just like no i'm fucking 74 years old like i I don't need to do this movie so to tie it back together also they made it they offered it to arnold schwarzenegger first and they were basically going to make it commando 2 i'm not making this shit up like this became my number two, and I was like, "Holy fuck, this is gonna make me win the Neapolitan Showdown." This is perfect. Which is exactly what right. it's going to do. But it's yeah, give us those one-liners. Where I think it went off the rails is when John McClane became like, like like a superhero by like Die Hard right. like four. Like it was just like what what made him great was it was just like walking through the glass without shoes on and like picking the glass out and somehow like surviving yeah. and aptly named Die Hard. Can I tell you some people that actually turned down Die Hard? Do you like okay, fun facts? Okay, let's hear it. Okay. I love fun facts. Okay. And our guests um, do too. So Arnold Schwarzenegger said no uh, when they originally were going to have it be Commando 2 after Frank Sinatra couldn't do it. Uh, they offered it to Richard Gere. They offered it to Al Pacino, to yeah. Burt Reynolds, Sly Stallone, and uh, James Khan. James, ooh, James, James Khan. Khan? Relax. Khan? Khan. Yeah. Okay. okay, all right. I just, I just, I, no, I, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right. Exactly. Uh, I'd like to hear you do uh, uh, Al Pacino doing yippee Kaye, motherfucker. You you all okay. Yeah, all right. let's hear it. Let's, yeah, warm up. Or you, uh, you can pick any name. Uh, you can do Sylvester <laughs> Stallone if you'd like. Any name on this list. I, I'll do Sylvester Stallone. Okay. I will try this. I don't, I'm not very good at impressions, but we'll see how this works out. This should... Uh, yeah, yeah, yippee Kaye, uh, motherfucker. Oh, that's, that? that's not that's bad. That's pretty good. Not bad. Not bad on the spot, spot right there. there. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do Al Pacino. Ooh. Okay. Uh, yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Was good. That was, yes, good. It was good. I, I don't, don't, no mine. question mark. It I don't was know if it's mine, but it was good. It was good. It was good. Gentlemen, how say you? I think am I am I giving the grade here? 
yeah. yes. points on this one. Bruce Willis really is tugging at my heartstrings here as a bald American. So I'm going to give you 102 points. Nice. Very good. All right. And both seeing as I'm the same, does no, 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 fast. No, I, I, I am giving most awesome his points because I gave okay. Randana his points. Okay, there Shit. Now I got the Kings fan watching me with a fucking Lakers. You are wise and just, sir. Fuck. Okay, so I think, oh god, this pains me to say it. Uh, Brandana with got all these crazy pulls. He really did his homework. Um, I mean, to me, there's only uh, three uh, diehard movies that really exist. Because mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I mean, the, the, they just got so bad. And uh, you mentioned them. Must awesome. Yeah, you did. Oh, oh and, I did. Uh, I did mention them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a, a, a crazy number. How about a Ninety-eight. I like it. Ninety-eight. Okay, like so it. ninety-eight goes the most awesome. Yeah, and I get one hundred two. I'm so, giving you the one hundred two. Yeah. Okay, so that puts me up by a point. One point going there into the so final. This is dramatic. Oh, a, a little with Die Hard also. I like that how uh, Carl Winslow uh, bounced down on his beat from the Family Matters and the Winslow House to happen happened to be called on the tower at the right time. Except for like he played a cop around the same time. Like, is there any difference? Like, is is Family Matters a spinoff of his cop in that movie? The ton of my car in the Swiss cheese. It's it's and it's it's not Carl Winslow. It's Reginald Vell Johnson or Dell Johnson. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Carl Winslow was his character name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I, I'm saying Family okay, Matters. Okay. They exist in the same re- universe. Relax. I got my points. I'm up okay. by one. Last one. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm gonna go probably with my personal favorite. I'm gonna go with Indiana Jones mm-hmm. again. Another real life guy. Hard to beat. You know. Should have blocked that shit. Should, you should have jumped all over it. I know, I know. Well, I was a little, I was a little torn. I, you seem like you might be like, uh, just your love of Rudy, a little underdog story. Like you might have went Rocky. So me being up by like three points would have been a little too much of a risk. Right. No. I, yeah. And, and and here's the thing is is he's a professor. Thing? What's the thing? Tell me what's the thing. Here's the, I'll th- okay. Don't be so aggressive in front. Yeah, it's, it's a, a movie. It's a Neapolitan showdown. It's a Volkswagen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, he defeats the Nazis. He frees some kids. Okay, and he he saves the three the three uh, stones there in, in in Temple of Doom. He also goes back, defeats the Nazis again, and and gets a, the Holy Grail. I mean, what can you do? What? How can it be any better of a superhero or an action hero? Excuse me, than that. Yeah. And also, by the way, he's a professor. Yeah. I love it. Okay. I don't let's, think I've seen the Temple of Doom. Oh, really, Brandana? In hindsight, I wish I kept that to myself. I feel like somehow <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's going to hurt my score. The last twenty minutes of Temple of Doom are just gripping. It's like nonstop. It's like it's. Oh, spoiler alerts! It's great on the Temple <laughs> of Doom. For those of you like me who haven't quite had a chance to grab it. All right, uh, that's a little homework for me. If I lose this Neapolitan showdown, which I won't, because I am going my number one. This is my boy. And I kind of did double down a little bit, but I couldn't help it because it's been in my head all week since we've been talking about it. I was like, this is my number one. I'm talking Harry Stamper from 1998's Armageddon. Bruce Willis again. Here's, here's the level of what we're playing with. The world is going to end unless this guy can inspire sure. his team of just like slack jaw, just oil riggers, just kind of like outcast of sure. society to learn how to be fucking astronauts and fly sure. and land on a rock, propelling through space, drill it down, and then the icing on the cake, he is, again, fighting for his daughter and then makes the ultimate sacrifice for the safety of the world, pulling Ben Affleck back into that chamber, taking it on himself to go deliver that detonator, and then at the end, sure. he was just like, I always thought of you as a son, and 
Brandana considered himself a strong man, but it's still, it gets a little dusty. It a gets little a little dusty, dusty in there? In the Brandana household when that okay. scene happens. Like, I just, like, it's yeah. not tears per se. It's just, like, a little allergic reaction happens exactly. every time that Look. scene comes on. So he goes he goes full circle from in the beginning of the movie, just basically on that oil rig shooting at shooting at him with a shotgun for going or, you know, yep. being with his daughter yeah. to then pulling well, yeah, him that's in. What, and that's, that's, it kinda yeah, it does give you that um you know, those those guys that are kind of above the law and have the confidence but don't necessarily like talk about it. Like he's just kinda have that like quiet sure. confidence and he's just like anyone else like goes up with a shotgun, like you give it to Michael Michael Clark Duncan, they're just like, Whoa, like well, like trying to pull him back, but it's just like Bruce Willis is just like that's just how he is, like that's the boss. Exactly. Know? Exactly. So so in a, in, a, in a totally unrealistic, like couldn't happen in any sort of world, just hey, we'll get these overgers because they're the best. Yeah, yeah, we'll I'm, I'm, I'm like there. the very realistic, the, like the, finding the, the Ark of the Covenant. Like hundred percent. Yeah. Right. This one mine's based in fiction. Sure, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right that's fine look i think my three hit standard just by the head nods just looking at our at our guests here i can already tell that i'm a i'm a, I'm a winner i'm gonna be vindicated so, so go ahead and score yeah, it's all good. Like, they've actually known me longer and i was the one that kind of stumbled upon their podcast because i'm a huge fan huge fan exactly and i was like, we have to. The, I was like the, i don't think i want to record episode 20 without you guys i remember saying that specifically exactly. to you i don't remember if yes. i said it to him like i can't remember yeah. but it happened they're, they're so filled with integrity. They just look at the list. They don't even know who we are at this point anymore. They're just purely comparing list to list. It is, absolutely. Okay. okay. All right. It is true. Uh, I think, Mike, you, you met Brandana about four and a half minutes before you met Masasa. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's been incredible. It was incredible four and a half minutes. <laughs> instant, like, instant strong connection. bond, yeah. Exactly. So so where are we at now? We got uh, Brandana's up, up one. Three. He's up one. Three points. I'm up three points. You're up one point. All right, one point. You're one point. You're the judges. What do you mean? Yeah. Elite, elite, I'll take it. Please don't one tell point. the judges they're wrong. <laughs> exactly. Do you see how this goes when you guys aren't here? I know. Temple of Doom is so good. And, like, I forgot how good it was until last Christmas. I was at, like, my friend's uh, family's house, and I, I was just eating it up, spoon-feeding. Uh, it was incredible. As – and, Okay. You only you can only get one movie out of Armageddon, and it's true. I think Indiana Jones has uh, eighteen. There's eighteen Indiana Jones movies. Yep. Uh, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give most awesome eighteen points. Boom. You really uh, and uh, and one Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I love Shia LaBeouf. Maybe again I should wait till the score comes out before I express opinions like big, that out loud. You, big 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 buff fans. The fourth one now I I want. I kind of I'm in yep. a real I'm feeling like negative emotion and now I kind of want Brandana to win even though he's wearing that shirt. Yep, guys, this shirt's changeable. Indiana Jones and Shia LaBeouf is not. Indiana Jones four will last forever. This shirt will not. I can take it off. Right, right, and and but but if you're comparing the Armageddon movie to Crystal Skull, uh, yeah, okay. But if you go and look at it like like we were talking earlier, Temple Doom. Raiders of the Lost Ark, don't the Last Crusade right, got right, Sean right. Connery in We're there too. Come on, Armageddon Come on, yeah. is the one with the "Don't want to miss a thing" mm-hmm. yep. music video. Yeah, exactly. This is not a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and right. animal I'm, crackers and bouncing off the Serengeti on her belly. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Really, Aerosmith singing a song That's while what... his daughter is being seduced. Yes, that does happen yes, in the movie, yes, unfortunately. Exactly. I think you're supposed exactly. to mention the word roughnecks, too, when you talk about <laughs> yes. Armageddon. I, trying, I think that's what I was trying. I, I went and slack you, jaws. I meant yeah, roughnecks. Yeah, you missed it. So I'm giving you 16. Fuck. Oh. God. Two Pete. I made a Got my huge, two Pete. huge mistake. 
Uh, all right, that is a another two Pete for most awesome. God, you've been hot lately. Okay, guys, uh, thanks for joining us. We have David Mike in the studio for the from the, how long ago? We got you want to take a victory lap? We're good. Uh, the Joie okay. de Vivac podcast. Uh, it is a Sacramento Kings basketball podcast. Not, not necessarily done every week, right? It's uh, just whenever the fuck you guys feel like it. It's like more often during the season, but I think in the off season we'll do like every two weeks. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so uh, one of you guys, is, uh, one of you guys are a Kings fan. The other one just kind of got pulled along for the ride. I'm not a Kings fan. And it's funny now because people come up to me and talk about the Kings, and it's like, oh, man, I am spending my life doing this. Well, is, like, it, is it Dave? Is he the one that walks up to you and starts talking about the Kings? Yeah, actually, right. we record it. Yeah, um, yeah. so I, I'm, I'm actually a Celtics fan, so I'm, I, I'm learning about the Kings. It's an interesting world. I think it's the least popular basketball team. Oh, yeah. But so, the people who follow them really care. Like, it, it's one of those small but vocal yeah. fan bases. It's like when you... Um, uh, when you are cutting an onion, you have to take off the husk. And uh, what Kings fandom was, uh, there was like a when the bandwagon was on, the Kings were good. Like we were like a full onion. But now, now you just you're getting to like the heart of it. It's actually, very concentrated. Yeah. Fan base. So now it's all like, the bandwagon fans are yeah. long gone. Yeah. Yeah. So like you've just peeled off layers, and now we're like a small little onion. <laughs> are, are you allowed to talk about the Celtics on the podcast? It comes up sometimes. Actually, it's going to come up a lot next year because the Celtics have the Kings' first-round pick. <laughs> oh. They so, got it in the Jason Tatum deal. Let's update the yeah. people that are listening to the podcast that maybe uh, don't follow the NBA or sports at all. Are the Kings good? Bad. So bad. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a sad world that uh, I've lived in uh, for about 15 years. They have the longest streak without making the playoffs in the NBA. Uh, I think 12 years now? Yeah. we yeah. A bad front office. Uh, an owner that does a lot for the community, uh, Vivek uh, Radadive. He, like, he's really proactive, but he's just like an idiot. Like He came up with the idea of like uh, he drafted like a 7-foot-3, like 400-pound like, uh, guy named Simbular. And he wanted to play four on five, like to have symbol or just cherry pick, just hang out in the like in <laughs> soccer, like the offside position. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we could just play the defense four on five, and it'll just be fun to watch. And like he bought a team with that idea in mind. So he thinks outside the box, but I think we just want him to be in the box now. Yeah, <laughs> like well, I mean, that's so the name of the podcast is like joy in that. Like, do you like the owner? Like, is it just kind of like you just. Is it, like, laughable? It's just kind of like uh, Misery Loves Company. It's just like we're all in this together. Like, yeah. whatever, we can't fucking change it. Or is it like, um, no, this guy, like, he's going to think radical. He's going to shake it up. It's uh, more just like a good pun. <laughs> <laughs> and Fair. and uh, also, it, it is like, it's, it's a, just a joke because there's, like, very little joy in being a Kings fan. It's, it's, it's kind of dark. I think you described it to somebody at the draft as, like, funny and sad yeah it's like yeah that's kind of you have to find the humor in it because if you're watching a team win 30 games every year uh there's not a lot else so how is it uh so right now like do you have do you have a uh like a squad that can compete or is it just kind of it seems like a little bit of what maybe what all the nba is doing is kind of you know golden state's going to be whatever they're going to be for the next two or three years so we're going to kind of take a step back just kind of catch our breath and be ready to make our sprint as soon as that window opens up I think they're they're actually yeah they're kind of lining stuff up. They got a really good young core. Uh, they drafted uh, all right, 
like, uh, I don't know how Marvin Bagley's going to work out, but, uh, yeah, we have, like, four or five really good guys at 25 and under, uh, like, one or two years in the league, and they're all going to peak at around the same time, and, like, and they have no incentive to tank next year because they don't have the first-round pick. So yeah. they could make a move. They've been sniffing around some restricted free agents, and they might make a trade because they have a lot of salary cap space. But right, and and, yeah. and the way yeah, and the way two twenty nineteen lines up with all the free agents that are out there, you could foreseeably try and pull somebody into that young core like you were talking about, Dave, and say, hey, like you could be the centerpiece if you've got you know Bagley, you've got Buddy Heald, you've got Deer and Fox, and a couple other guys. A small forward would be a great free agent yeah, signing. Yeah, we really uh, didn't draft a wing, uh, didn't even uh, look at a wing. I don't know. <laughs> like we right. we are. We have all guards and... Uh, it's all bigs and smalls, yeah. like NBA Jam. No tweeners. <laughs> yeah. And, right, and, right. And the and modern NBA is all about, like, uh, pick and roll and... Versatility. And be, yeah, be able to switch on defense, and we have the... We just have zero versatility on defense. We're right, yeah. It's all defense. it's all 3 and D guys, and you don't seem to have any one of those guys, right? We have a lot, yeah. of, we have a lot of 3 guys. We were the... Yeah. We had the first or second percentage from 3 on the second worst attempts. Or yeah, second lowest just, attempts. They don't take any threes. Yeah, we they're, don't take any they're threes. They're playing like an old style of basketball with Jaeger. Yeah. They're definitely like not with it as far as like modern The anti-rockets. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. So your guys' uh, podcast is focused exclusively on Sacramento Kings basketball. Most awesome and I cover all sports and we're having a, a rough time in the summer. Almost covering <laughs> right. a fucking like, like hot dog eating contest. Who gives a shit? Like how do you make the content each week? Like what do you guys dig into? Well... The NBA is kind of like a eleven and a half month a year sport. Yeah, we were talking about. We're that. in that half month now, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, summer league has ended. Like it's like summer league's ended, and then training camp doesn't start for a little bit. So, I don't know. It's like it's fun. There's all these rumors. Like we're still in like free agency, and although the Kings aren't like super active, uh, it's like there's always some storyline. Yeah, and I think the other thing is social media with basketball is fantastic. Like there's. The players have accounts. There's always stuff going on. There's, there's, you know, the NBA rumor mill never stops. Like, there's right. a lot aside from the court that is worth talking about, I think, and, and that's one of our focuses. But I still, think. you guys keep it at 20 minutes. Like, how much sweet Sacramento Kings short, talk is left short. on that cutting room floor? There's a fair amount. <laughs> it's like a diamond. There's no, yeah, it's just no all, wasted space on all these we, podcasts. All we... We did, did like a 30-minute one once, and I was like, never again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I guess that matches up our consistent hour 20. We had people ask yeah, us yeah. to make it shorter, and we tried once, and we're just like, never again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We can't we can't make it work. Ours is like, um, if you just keep piling that, that like clean pile clothes that you have at your house, you just keep piling clothes up and up and up and on it, and eventually you're going to find a T-shirt that you like in there. Yeah, it's going to go down. Uh, like uh, Kwame Brown uh, when he was drafted. He, someone went to his uh, hotel room, and uh, uh, he was 18, and he just had a pile of clothes on his bed, and he's just like, I don't know how to do laundry. That young, impressionable person was also, and then just, he didn't have a chance for Kwame. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Why did Bookie Cousins leave? Bookie Cousins wanted to win games. I think he wanted mm. to win basketball what a, games. What a weirdo. Yeah, I know. You, uh-huh. you don't want that kind of cancer around your locker room? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah he wanted he maybe he thought uh, referees uh, wouldn't recognize him if he was wearing a different uniform. Uh, mm. Right. Yeah, I think things had just reached the end of the road there with him. 
Yeah, it, George Carl yeah, was there. It was the, a bit. the George Carl era. Yeah, they they were not getting along. Yeah, and uh, he. I mean, personally, got a lot. Got, I have a lot of love for Boogie. He was fun to watch, dominant. Uh, did a lot for the community. He would just like take kids out and like buy them stuff. He'd like, hey kids, like I'm going to the boys and girls club. Get in my van. Y'all, it's Christmas in July. And like his uh, farewell speech was like just tears rolling down. He was crying. Uh, there was like a I don't know like a couple hundred people there. It was like a big to do. And like you can tell, he loved the city of Sacramento. And it's like it's hard. Not to love someone like that. Christmas sure. in July. A lot right. like this podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, so a little tradition that we have is, like you said, you guys ranked the Neapolitan Showdown for us. That was started out as a text from Most Awesome who wanted to rank ice creams. I said that is a fucking terrible idea, uh, and I was wrong. Uh, rank Neapolitan ice cream for us. I gotta put. I, I'm gonna warn you. Most awesome takes this very seriously. Yes, I, there, I are, very, like, there, there yeah, are two distinct crimes. camps in this, and there's one that's out there that we might have to <laughs> call the authorities after the fact. I feel like most people would probably put chocolate number one, but I I'm a strawberry guy. Like I'm a strawberry ice cream person. I, I'll okay. admit that on the air. We have a okay. limited there time on our hands. That's the Italian Pop. in you. Yeah. You love like flavored ice. <laughs> it's true. What What do you got as your two then? So. I think I would put, so it's, the other, the second one is vanilla. It's just very boring. And traditionally, I think, takes a lot of heat from people. It's like, definitely, yeah. You know, not a cool ice cream flavor. Not at all. But I'm going to put it's definitely that, the fanny pack of, like, ice cream flavors. I'm going to put that, right. too, and I'm putting chocolate, in a shocker, I'm putting chocolate three. Damn, that is okay. a shocker. Wow. Okay, that is, all right. That's yeah. insanity. That's I'm, I'm going to put vanilla one. Oh. Mm. Uh, because... It's, it depends on the kind Listener of Listener A-T-L. There you go. You have a fellow yeah. sociopath in the world. Exactly. Bring it yeah. in. You got 911 on the phone there? I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm a word for I'm, your pod I, I know. My chair is slowly just kind of scooting back into like a safe space. I'm giving the audio engineer the signal to get us the fuck out of here. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm just not, a, I'm not ashamed to say it. Uh, I'm a vanilla head. Wow. I like vanilla. I didn't know this. I mean, I love... What if we break up their podcast? Like they just kind of know, arguing right? about it, like on the subway ride back, and they're just like, "Oh, I can never speak to you again." And then no sweet kings it talk. Gives, it gives everything a new perspective. <laughs> uh, yeah, call me crazy. Uh, I got strawberry too, uh, because I like a good strawberry every now every now and again. Like I don't sure. regularly do it, but it's like, damn, like it's just got a high novelty factor. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, I can get a dose of this, and then chocolate lasts because, like, I don't know. Chocolate's over. Play, played out. Yeah, chocolate's over. There you play. go. <laughs> you, you, you heard it here first, people. Chocolate yeah, is it's over. Play, it's done. Oh, yeah. Fucking so 1990s with your chocolate. Uh, they both had chocolate three. That's wild, most awesome. That is that is a wild. Typically, it's it's either CSV, chocolate, strawberry, vanilla, or... <laughs> or, 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 yeah. or SCV. Usually, vanilla ends up on, on the cutting room floor. But uh, so so any any thought to you guys now changing the name to your pod to Joie de Vanilla? Well, if uh, Vivek ever sells, it's true. We're gonna need <laughs> to, to a guy rename with the name it. Name exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, to a guy with the okay. name Vanilla. <laughs> it's be perfect. Uh, line, you'll be ahead of the game. It's like how they see that coming. <laughs> well, it may be a sports podcast. Perfect, guys. We're up against it as we always are. But most awesome, you know the tradition. When we it have a guest tr- on, give me that air horn. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're talking Mab about you. That is the lightning round pop quiz for our guests to come on. It's 10 questions. They're going to fire you quick. Answer as fast as you can. Here they come. Uh, You guys can phone a friend. That would be each other. Just answer quick. Question number one. Rate this podcast on a scale of one to this podcast fucks. This this podcast fingers. Oh, finger. Switch it up a little bit. What you got 900 there? points for that 900, one. 900, That's 900 points. All right, who brings a trophy to Sacktown first? The Sacramento Kings or Greta Gerwig? Oh, Gerwig. <laughs> no, no question. <laughs> We're actually kind of like a anti-Gerwig Sacramento yeah. Kings podcast, but uh, she's probably going to bring it home. Just I'm just being purely realistic about this. Okay. Answer's Gerwig, well- brother. The Gerwig, that is a, that's a, a, a plus 55. All right, there little MAB nice sports podcast trivia. Who is Mr. Four Stars? I know Dr. Mrs. The Commish. Oh, there you go. Oh, you know who you're playing to. Playing to the right audience. There you go. The exactly. score. Exactly. It is Most Awesome's father. Okay. That's, that's right. Funny. Who famously gave uh, me our podcast Four Stars on? The only person. <laughs> the only person. <laughs> The only people listening right now are friends and family, and we asked them to give us five stars, and he was just like, well, you know what? You guys are almost there. There's always room. Keep, keep, it. keep it putting in the it. reps. Stuff. There you go. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you 100 <laughs> points just for not bringing up cruel family memories. Yeah. Tree watch. Uh, tree, tree watch. Oh, there you go. Tree give me a few watch. points there for that. I like Look it. You. I like uh, it. Uh, last you. week's Neapolitan Showdown was favorite holiday. What is your guys's? I, I think I got to go with Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, Thanksgiving's the only one I travel for. There we go. Thanksgiving, that is all Beautiful. all four of us see eye to eye. Thanksgiving, it's number almost, one. It's almost like you guys are cheating a thousand points. Yeah, I like it. I like cheaters. I, that means they put in their homework. I like it. Uh, Dave, you work by my office. Uh, bartend at a little place called Kilo Bravo. Uh, can my next IPA be free? Yes. Great. Oh, oh yes. Hook. What's a, what's an IPA go in in uh, eight bucks in, in Brooklyn? Eight bucks. So I'm giving it eight dollars. Yep. I was trying to give you more points, bro. Um, wait, plus are you going to tip on it? Tip. Yeah, of course plus I'm going to tip on it. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Got to ask. Uh, for 100 points, how cool is it that our scoring system is arbitrary as fuck? I think it's good. It, it gives it gives us a lot of freedom to yeah. express ourselves with the point values. There we go. That's a solid 100. Last question. Uh, no, no, I, I t- no, no, because he judges it, so I'm going to give you a zero for that. Because it's <laughs> not cool as fuck when I get railroaded <laughs> on the point scoring. Well, I, to make the joke work most awesome, I was trying to set you up. I have to put in the arbitrary score to make the arbitrary score joke work. Oh, okay. Give me 10 points. Then. I take okay. that back. Okay. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. I should have yes and the shit out of that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> last question. You guys do a choreographed intro to your show. It's got, like, acronyms and, like, short form and everything. Uh, one shot. Do it at the same time, right now in the correct order. Do I be back? Lo-fi. 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 DIY. Short form. Sacramento Kings podcast. I love all those words. I love all those words. I'm giving you 11. Nice. Oh, I forgot. There are four more questions. The song California Love mentions your famed city. Uh, fill in the blanks on these lyrics. Say what you say, but give me that bomb beat from Dre. Let me serenade the streets of L.A. From blank to sack town, the blank blank and back down. Bay Area and back down? Yeah. So mm-hmm. from blank to sack town. Oh, from blank to sack town. You had the, right. So it's from blank to sack town, and you did get the Bay Area and back down. I would assume it was L.A., but I don't know. Got time, you guys. It's Oakland. It's Oakland. Uh, yeah. That's okay. a swing uh, why, why would you say Oakland and then... Say bear. Uh, you gotta make the rhyme work. Gotta yeah. gotta reach exactly. out to Dre for that one, brother. I'm not sure. I'm more of an East Coast rap guy. Copy that. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give you minus. I'm gonna give you minus Tupac on that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you pulled episode nine. Which MAB episode is considered the lost episode and unavailable as well? 
You have a lost episode as well? We do, yes. Nice. Oh. Not a good sign on him knowing what it is. Episode two. Episode two, uh, I recorded... I had two screens set up, and I was recording him, and I used to do it before I recorded my own audio, and I was doing a screen capture, and then I moved to look at my email, and then it just basically came in double. Fascinating story. It's really put, good. Just put that on the Patreon. <laughs> uh, best king ever. Tut, Ralph, or Burger? I mean, I was going to say Tut, but I was just thinking about Steve Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Not the actual I would. Tut. I would give it to Burger King, because I... Uh, I I used to get the double cheeseburger combo with a Coke for $3.21 at one of the three locations in my hometown for a good, I don't know, like a couple times a month. Dude, did we just slip into like a Burger King sponsorship? He was like one of the three three convenient locations in Sacramento. Find us on just like 47th and Main. I was a Burger King guy too. Yeah, I mean. Maybe that's another thing that unites us. I take Burger King over In-N-Out every time. Boom. Oh, Ooh, hot that's, take. That's insane. I mean, in that's insanity. That's, that's crazy. That's a valid that take crazy. right there. That is exactly Actually, the vanilla right. shakes it in and out are dope. Okay. Of course. Go. As long as it's called the Bible verses. <laughs> you're, you're a vanilla guy, though. That's on the record. All right. I'm gonna, uh, Burger King over King Ralph. I'm going to give it plus uh, 1,500, which is the number of calories that you just told me uh, you digest in that in that small little $3.21 meal deal. Excellent. What's our total, brother? What did they win? Let's see. I got to go. I got to check the scores. Ba-ba-ba! You guys have won a MAB t-shirt. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Oh, Wait. It. One between the two of them? Is it huge? We can both get in. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the one where it's like, it's the one where you see like online where the kids yeah. argue and they have to put both of them in <laughs> the at the same heads. time. This is yeah, great. Exactly. Looking forward to that. It's going to be quadruple marriage extra right there. Congratulations, guys. You. Um, would you guys like to, time for a little NBA futures, Brendan and Gamley Corner. Would you want to take us to the jams? Stay to the jam. NBA Futures, we have our guest in here from Joie de Vivec, and it's Mike and Dave, and we're going to go through... Did I say it right? Fuck, we we say... You, Vivec is the name. I'm going to be honest. We say Joie de Vivec. Okay, I, I just yeah, say it... Yeah. I Honestly, I say it really fast to get it the fuck over with. <laughs> That's my kind of plan of attack with that phrase. Uh, I want to talk a little NBA Futures with you guys. I know you're big NBA fans. Uh, we have Golden State at uh, minus 175, Celtics plus 550, Rockets plus 600. Lakers plus 650, and it gets a little higher. 76ers plus 1,600, OKC plus 4,000. And your beloved Kings coming in at plus $40,000. Those people listening, that means if you bet $100 on the Kings to win the 2019 NBA championship, you would win forty grand. Uh, is that a wise bet? Um, just it's $40,000. No. It's an easy 40, not an easy yeah. $40,000. Depends if you got if you got them if you got it spend it. No way, man. They're not even gonna make the playoffs. No way. Yeah, there's they're uh, in the horrible. West. Well, I think there is as like uh, so. Let's let's jump out of the gate with this before uh, I want to hear most awesome thoughts. Also, NBA is probably out of all the sports the one that finds the truest champion. Like usually the best team that year will win. NFL yeah. has flukes like you know like even most recently like you know the. The Giants, when they beat that Patriots team like yep. two times oh, yeah, ago, that like crazy. that that wasn't the Giants weren't the best the team David that year, Tyreek but catch. yeah, they they won the championship. So that's why the NBA like these futures get a little like maybe got to be a little bit more careful with the money. What do you think of most awesome? 
Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, obviously that plus 40,000 is a sweet payout if it happens, but a lot is going to have to shake out for it to go. Um, I mean, obviously at minus 175 for Golden State, you know, I, I think are all the sharps looking at it, Brandana's going, hey, I might as well put some money on this because this is I, – I, I, they give us the best shot to win this year, right? Yeah, so th- this is what gets weird. Like 175 is kind of a gift right now because right now you're just like, oh, shit, like am I really going to like bet like $175 to win $100 like fucking like, you know, nine months from now? But what's right. going to happen is the more the season goes on and the more it progresses, especially adding Boogie, like that number is just going to go up. And by the time you roll around to the playoffs, like it's going to be a solid like minus 400, minus 600 to win 100 bucks. So you're going to be kicking yourself. Right now you're just like, oh, this is insane, but it's probably like the safest move you can make in a lot of the gambling going on. Right. And and uh, for for our guest Mike there, the Celts at 550, I mean, they probably have the easiest shot to get to the to the finals, right? If you look at the way the landscape of the East is today, right? If you're betting today, oh, yeah. they they've got they've got the best straight line to the playoffs, right? Assuming that you know everyone stays healthy, right? Yeah, I mean, they got to be the favorite in the East, and I mean, the weird <sighs> thing about it is now that LeBron's gone, it's a wide open path to the finals. But I I wanted them to beat LeBron. That killed me this year when when they lost in seven because right it, it was it, I knew there was a chance this was the last chance the Celtics would have to beat them and now he's he's in the West yeah I know you want to beat LeBron but isn't it like I don't know isn't getting there better like you kind of got to shake that vendetta and I'm sure probably like you know it has some kind of like Kyrie Irving probably has that same kind of like wants to finally prove that I'm my own team and this is this what were you thinking around the time that LeBron was choosing his team kind of right before free agency when there were little whispers about him coming to Boston. I didn't really buy it because the, just Kyrie being there, that would be such a strange situation. uh, Most awesome. And I were talking about like Kyrie has to be like, motherfucker. Like I just like did all the moves to get the fuck away from you. And like, now you're back. Get out of Boston. My fear was he was going to go to the Sixers because that team, I, I know there's probably fit issues with LeBron and Ben Simmons, but that team with LeBron, that's really scary. They would have figured it out. Yeah. LeBron they, can play off ball, too. Like, he can mm, shoot. Right, right. Now. So, the, I mean, the, the Sixers are scary, though. I think that I was kind of surprised that the Celtics beat them in the playoffs this year. I, th- I thought the Sixers were going to do it. Yeah, what was that Celtics run? As a Celtics fan in, you know, uh, Safe Space, I know on your own podcast you're not allowed to talk about the Celtics. I don't get to talk about it. It may be a sports podcast. <laughs> Thank you, safe guys. Space, safe Space. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a fascinating team because you have, like, kind of your two blue-chip players out. Not yeah. kind of. Your two best players are not playing when you go into the playoffs. So was it, like, a little bit of just, like, does that chemistry make you feel good about having your two main points coming back next year? Definitely. It was really fun because there was no pressure, really, on the team with the mm-hmm. two the two big uh, money guys out and I really thought they were going to lose to the Bucks. like that round one they, the Bucks took them to seven people kind of forget about that but um, as they kind of got going and they started playing better and Rozier started really playing better and, and gaining confidence it was fun because even though we're not an underdog we felt like one just for this playoffs you know like next year it's not going to be like that. We're we're, we're going to have a, a target on us from everybody in the East. And if if do they so they do they re-sign Rozier? Do they put the money in Rozier and let Kyrie walk and go? To, you say no. I say no. There's no way. I think Kyrie might leave after next year. I think because there is the, a chance. 
I think yeah, because there's the rumor that him and Jimmy Butler wanna that they've that's what they've said they wanna they wanna play together. Yep. And, and, and there, everyone's there's been talk of of him and Kyrie and Durant on the Knicks. I I don't know how much of that is just wishful thinking by right Knicks fans, but there's some talk out there. You know, I think with a lot of these rumors, sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. Because you were hearing about LeBron going to LA like two years ago, right? It ended up yeah. happening. I don't think Danny's just gonna pay Rozier. Rather not Kyrie leaves, I don't think Danny's gonna pay Rozier. No, He's I, think, I think I think in Steven's system too, like guards always look great. Like that, you know, Isaiah looked amazing, and then Isaiah leaves. I know he had injury issues, but I think they can get somebody and just slot him into to the point guard spot. But they're it, gonna they're gonna have a lot of guys that are going to need the ball because there's a little pressure now right so let's say that window opens up which it will like two to three years from now when golden state warriors starts to fade back or they break up or whatever like the celtics kind of with lebron leaving to the lakers that kind of opens up to really you know they want to make a move now because i think the pieces are really close so to me that would be like keep Kyrie, like he's a top 10 player in the league and let's make a strong push like 2021 2022 right yeah, and I think if you get to the finals, anything can happen. You know, like even if the Warriors looks like the the sure thing, who knows? Like there were injury issues. Iguodala got hurt this year. Like, who knows? Maybe Curry rolls an ankle and and you you win it all. Like it, just getting there is huge. I but, think if both teams are are heads up and healthy, I still I, I the Celtic. It's a coin flip to me. Celtics heads up uh, are gonna be so good it's hard to stop and so versatile they've played them well too they only play twice a year but they've played them well the last couple years Uh, here's what i'll say kind of on the closing thoughts as we're up against it uh most awesome i want to hear your take on this real fast because you sent me over the kyrie uh kyrie odds of where he goes Kawhi. Kawhi. that's why he keeps fucking don't worry i'll edit it out i'm gonna sound like a genius Most awesome, you sent me the Kawhi odds. We have Raptors of where he lands. Uh, Raptors even money, Spurs plus 400, Lakers plus 500, Clippers plus 600, Celtics plus 800. Here's the move I want to make right now. I'm looking at the NBA futures has Raptors plus 5,500. It means $100 bet wins you $5,500. I think right now, to me, that's worth taking a flyer because it's opening up a little bit more over there. If Kawhi does go to the Raptors, like that might be enough to push him over the hump. And like you guys just said, anything can happen in the finals. Seems like you know that kind of payoff, like, I'll toss the dice at like fifty to one, and they probably want to trade Demar after his abysmal playoff series against the Cavs. Yeah, it makes sense because Demar's contract is ending, so it's not like you're giving up a ton of your future. They're going to have to make a decision on him anyway, just like they will when when Kawhi's contract ends. So we'll see, though. I don't know if the Spurs are going to do it, but um, it's. I think that's a good that's good odds on the board. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you because it, it, it's the the way that I look at it. If you're anyone other than like an LA based team, either the Clips or the Lakers, like with Kawhi, you want to make that trade from early and try and follow the the Paul George model, like that they did with OKC, and really make it about all right. Let's make this a culture fit. You've got um, the the GM up there. Uh, you've got uh, Kyle Lowry, and you can sit there and go, we can build around. Uh, Kawhi Leonard and then Kyle Lowry and we can build something. We've got some other, some good young pieces. We've, they've got uh, the young kid from Indiana and you got some other stuff. And so it's like, let's make this play. Toronto is a great city. It's a metropolitan city. Um, so let's bring them in and actually try and sell them on the culture the way that, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, Presti and, 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 and Westbrook did in OKC with Paul George. And so I think that makes a lot of sense for them to make that trade because, like you guys said, they're giving up DeMar DeRozan, who played terrible in the playoffs, and I think his, he's basically at his ceiling where, like we talked about on pause before, like uh, Leonard is an MVP candidate. So if you can make that switch, you can make that trade and try and sell him and re-sign him, I'd, I'd throw your chips in the middle for that. I think that it helps that uh, a raptor is a fucking sweet dinosaur. <laughs> yes, that's a definite bonus Big points. Now, if they, Big, were, if they were go back to the old jerseys, like the cartoon raptor mm-hmm. on the jersey, yeah. then I would say it's a done deal. It's a wrap. <laughs> I can't I believe it's Ozzy. Even I, I still... had a Damon Stoudemire uh, raptor's jersey. Oh, really? Oh, Damon. I do kind of still like these odds of him going to the Lakers, though, at plus 500. I don't know why that's so... I had no idea that the Raptors were like the lead car on getting Kawhi. It just changed, I think. It just changed yeah. in the last week. Must be some information like really going on. Uh, all right, guys, that is the Brandana Gambling Corner. Uh, thanks for joining us, Mike, Dave. Uh, thanks for the weigh-in. Some good insights. Uh, we'll update you guys on the bets we're throwing in there. I think right now our take to walk away with. There's no safe bet, most awesome. But I think uh, if you want to throw a little money at the Raptors, you're getting uh, you know 55 times your money. Yeah. If you do that, so yeah. it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a long shot gambler. Oh, but I mean, you can lock in Golden State. Like, just go put a thousand dollars on Golden State right now, and then come back like fucking late May 2019 and collect your one thousand eight hundred dollars. Uh, <laughs> right. All right, let's go to our MVP of the week. Who you got most awesome? I'm gonna go with Gerald, uh, Jared Jared Bullard. Excuse me. Uh, you guys probably don't know who he is. No one knows who he is because he is out there doing uh, doing God's work out there on the internet. He is keeping the the EA Sports NCAA uh, college football game alive. Famously, last turned out uh, five years ago this week. Um, he is out there painstakingly each year re-upping and changing the uh, all the uh, the players and all their information, all their stats and information to make it current as if it was today's NCAA version. You can go outline and find it. Um, and that game to me is a personal favorite of mine growing up in college and as a kid playing it nonstop. Uh, the dynasty mode was my oh, favorite. So yeah. Jared Bullard out there doing hit, doing uh, doing God's work out there and the so funny. i remember getting uh king griffey jr baseball and i would change all the names like get the newspaper like try to update the stats and it was a really exciting time i think it was just happened for the right age for about all of us where just kind of the technology of what the games could do like just made you feel like you were playing with like like real people it was amazing it was oh, win- yeah. winning run ken griffey jr's winning run that's what it was yeah on super nintendo system no it wasn't winning run no it was king griffey jr baseball yeah you had to enter the team names in like manually Ooh. I remember he had well, he had another game called Kendrick V. Jr.'s Winning Run. Mm, we'll check about that. I don't know. I don't know if I trust anything you say now. There's room on, for two, <laughs> two Ken Griffey games, <laughs> games out there. Uh, all right, Mike, Dave, you guys get an MVP. Mike, who do you got? I want to give it to uh, Gar Foreman on the Bulls because they just gave uh, – they just matched the – uh, Zach Levine offer sheet that the Kings stupidly <laughs> gave out four years, seventy-eight million, bailing out the Kings and any people who do Kings podcasts from dealing with that for the next four years. And then they just out the Bulls just outbid the Kings on Jabari Parker and gave him two years, forty million. So the Kings yeah. are getting saved here from some really questionable decisions, um, and that, that's good for us, I think. I like it. Um, uh, my. My uh, mine's a woman. 
I got a woman, you know. All good, bro. Yeah, my sure. All good. That, that'll help us. Look, we we like ladies. We've been called we, we, like ladies like we opened up with a chicks and sports segment. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Yeah, that, that was this episode because the last one you guys got in a little. Yeah, we lost. Yeah, we, we lost. And someone wrote in an email demanding us. And yeah, we did our chicks yes. and sports. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my MVP is Megan Amram. She's a, a writer for. She was a writer for Parks and Rec. She's a writer on The Good Place. She's uh, one of the funniest Twitter accounts you'll ever see she's uh, one of the funniest people in the world wrote a book about science uh she uh, got nominated for an emmy for a web series she made called an emmy for megan which is just uh, a meta uh it's just like a super meta web series about how she found found out that there's an emmy uh category for short form thing and it, she just like it needs like an x amount of episodes and i mean the, in, in total it's like 30 minutes of content but it's wildly hilarious and she just kind of uh like thumbs her nose uh, at the uh at the system and then she got nominated for an emmy for it <laughs> like she she did it like it worked it's wild okay so this is insane and this has all gone full circle because my mvp of the week is also an emmy nominated actress for Ooh. a regular that emails in that regular was the one that emailed us in telling us to talk about chick sports and an actress in her series, uh, Naomi Grossman, uh, nominated for the series Control-Alt-Delete. That's wild. But, uh, yeah, go online and check that out. Um, what's the name of your girl's series? Uh, uh, an Emmy for Megan. An Emmy for Megan. Emmy go for Megan. Uh, check out those series and give the support. Uh, all right, we close, as we always do, with our 60-second tale from the frat. We are giving the reins over to Joie de Vivac guys, Mike and Dave. Let's hear your 60-second bro tale. Okay, uh, well, we palled around at the NBA draft. Yeah, we had the worst seats in the whole place. Yeah, we top, top row. Yeah, we had, <laughs> yeah, we were literally up against the wall uh, in the nosebleeds. <laughs> Talking to some Warriors fans who were like way too positive about the Kings, it was like bothering us. Yeah, I was, I was not happy. I was, <laughs> like, I was having like you guys a, are, you guys are doing pretty well. It was like, no, we're not. I was like hyperventilating <laughs> at the time. It was, I was stressed the fuck out. It was terrible. Uh, and then uh, we drafted the person we didn't want to draft. Um, well, and Dave was wearing a Luka Doncic jersey with Kings jersey. Yeah, I was all in on Doncic, but uh, but at the last second, I I made a backup uh, of what, like a white tee with sharpies saying, "I'm a Kings fan. Pray for me." Uh, <laughs> and then on the back, I just put like our um, uh, our logo for the podcast, so a little self promo on the back. And uh, honestly, that was a huge hit. It was very clutch, too, because you met Marvin Bagley's family, and they couldn't tell that you yeah. had a Doncic uh, <laughs> jersey on underneath your shirt. I was, like, they, strategically... As they uh, were turning. Yeah, yeah, I was, like, turning. We, I think we did, like, a full, or like, a three-quarter circle, just, like, as, <laughs> as we were all talking for some reason. Also, well, Vince Carter saw you, and I think he thought you were a crazed fan. Yeah. I was just, just like, doing like I was NBA. longingly staring at him just as he was uh, do, doing an analyst <laughs> bit. <laughs> well, that's perfect. Now you have a most awesome and brandana T-shirt to wear out there in the nosebleeds. That's called a segue, gents. We have a there podcast that runs a little over twenty minutes. We got to get clever how we bounce from segment to segment. This has been the most awesome and brandana sports podcast, episode twenty. We have our guests from Joie de Vivec on Mike and Dave. Who uh, thanks for hopping on here? They helped us score the Neapolitan Showdown, and definitely check out their podcast. Uh, you guys want to give a plug? Where the, can they find you on the gram? Can they email you? What's what's the haps? We're uh, at uh, Joie de Vivec at gmail.com. 
If yeah. you want to just like just say, hey, great guest spot. Yeah, let them know that you heard them. And as always, you can find us at MAB Sports Podcast. That's sports plural at gmail.com. You can find us. We got a hot new logo on iTunes. Subscribe, give five stars, let a friend know. You guys have a new logo as well. I know. I'm Brandana. You guys want to sign yourselves off real fast and then throw it to most awesome sign them off. I'm Dave. I'm Mike. Most awesome. Perfect. Perfect. I like it. Exactly. And I, I, you know, you guys have, your, your pot has filled me with, with life. I am a joie de Mavec. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you Dynamite. next week. Dynamite. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.